Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is your captain speaking. We are currently preparing for takeoff. Sunny skies, no turbulence expected. Our journey should take between 30 and 60 minutes and will consist of you learning everything you need to know about the New York Jets opponent this week. Paulie Brzez will be your pilot, so sit back, relax, and enjoy your journey to this magical destination. Brady's in his last seven passes, and he's got an open Edelman. Look at Edelman break two tackles, and Edelman is home for the touchdown. Brady, a deep throw, and it's intercepted. Picked off in Miami territory by Xavier Howard. Osweiler is buried, and guess who? It's Ryan Kerrigan again. He has been a monster. Live from the Vivid Seat Studios, use the promo code OVERTIME for up to $100 off your first ticket purchase after you download the Vivid Seats mobile app. This is Prepare for Takeoff. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Here's your host, Paulie Brzez. Welcome, everyone, again to another episode of Play Like a Jet Presents Prepare for Takeoff. As always, it's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, Paulie Brzez. Uh, and after another Jets loss and another QB going down to injury, uh, with Trevor Simeon being out for the year with the ankle injury, uh, the Jets are on to New England for week three, where they have not scored a touchdown since 2015. Uh, Patriots are off to a fast start, which sometimes isn't the case for them right out of the gate. Uh, they're 2-0. and They've won both of their games in dominating fashion, week one over the Steelers, 33-3. to And then they played FCS Miami Dolphins last week and won 43 to nothing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, everyone expects the Patriots to be their usual selves. Um, they're more loaded than ever on offense, and their defense has also been dominant early on. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Mark Schofield of Pat's Pulpit and the Sco Show. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Mark. Oh, Paul, it's great to be with you. I uh, appreciate the chance to come on and talk a little uh, Jets-Pats. Jets-Pats week is always a fun one. Um, while the teams seem to be in different spots right now, divisional game, big rivalry, so we got to be ready for anything that could happen on Sunday. Yeah, of course. And speaking of big rivalry, um, a lot of people who are new to following me on Twitter as well as maybe new to listening to the show, um, my wife is a Patriots fan. Uh, we've been together 11 years, uh, been married for just about five years now. Um, so two, when you would think as being a Jets fan with the Patriots, you know, two Sundays out of the year is unbearable. Well, I got the whole season, and, and when they win the Super Bowl, I have the whole offseason. So uh, it, it's, it's just a constant reminder um, how far the Patriots have lapped the Jets as a franchise. So, uh, you know, not, not to be, you know, Debbie Downer when it comes to the franchises, but everybody knows. Um, you know, the, the lopsidedness that is in this rivalry. So, uh, well, I mean, I'm glad you guys still make it work, though. I mean, that's uh, going to be a tough one. Listen, I, I'll tell you what. I, honestly, um, I, I never in a million years thought I would have um, found someone who had the same passionate interest as me uh, when it came to the sport of football. But um, she's just as diehard, just as crazy as me. Um, she loves college, too. Matter of fact, we went to Oregon this weekend. Uh, to catch the Oregon Ducks Montana game because she is an Oregon fan as well. 
Um, and then we came home, flew home uh, midnight Sunday evening. I slept for like five hours, got up, and then I drove the four hours from upstate New York for the Monday night game. So it was a busy weekend, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, every Sunday, everybody's here. We host, um, you know, I've got five TVs in my cave and she's just in much as favor of that as I am. So, uh, it's actually wonderful. So I put aside the Patriots fandom, uh, because of how great it works. Well, good for you guys. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, so let's get into it. Um, obviously with the loss, the loss of Rob Gronkowski, uh, it seems to have become a non-issue for the Patriots. Obviously they've upgraded by adding arguably the best wide receiver, if not the best, you know, top three wide receiver in Antonio Brown. Uh, they're going up against a Jets secondary that with, without Tremaine Johnson on Monday night looked much better than they did week one with Tremaine Johnson, who has really fallen off. Um, minus the one blown assignment from the Jets on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, their secondary played pretty well uh, against Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, we know blown assignments against the Patriots. They're going to make you pay. Tom Brady will find them. Um, so now the, the different options that Tom Brady has at his disposal with you've got Antonio Brown, you've got Josh Gordon, you've got Edelman, death by a thousand paper cuts, and, and people seem to be forgetting Philip Dorsett, who seems to be just catching third downs and touchdowns from Tom Brady. Um, what what does Brady have at his disposal now that he arguably with one of the best wide, the best wide receiver core in the NFL that he's never had in his career? Yeah, he's sort of blessed right now to be playing with a group of receivers that on paper, and as we saw last week with Antonio Brown in the mix, allow the Patriots to do a bunch of different things conceptually as an offense. And it does, in a sense, bring to mind the Welker and Moss offenses that he was able to run out there. The difference being is now you've got an option in Julian Edelman. You mentioned Philip Dorsett. So they can go a four-wide package and really put some stress on a defensive coordinator in terms of what you try to do to stop them. Do you want to play cover two? Do you want to have the two deep safety look with dedicated safety help to both sides of the field? And you might want to do that. But, of course, that lightens the box a bit. And then you get into sort of what Sony Michelle can bring to the table from the running back spot. And the other thing to remember, Paul, is that they love getting the running backs involved in the passing game too. So Always. Compliment of James White. You're going to see compliments of Rex Burkhead. And if you try to use those cover two looks and take away the guys on the outside, then you're talking linebackers matched up against Burkhead or White, and they love to exploit those two sorts of mismatches. And so they've got a full, you know, offense and a full component of receivers that Brady can choose from. It's not like in years past, but it's like you've got to take away Edelman. Obviously, you want to worry about Rob Gronkowski. Now it's, do you want to double one guy? And if so, who are you going to leave undoubled? Or who are you going to leave in single-covered situations? Because those three of those guys, Gordon, Edelman, Brown, those are guys that can win one-on-one matchups consistently. And so it gives Brady a lot of weapons. It gives Josh McDaniels a lot of potential mismatches that he can try to create and then exploit. And it gives defensive coordinators a lot of stuff to think about when you're thinking about game planning for Tom Brady and company. And and I believe I saw somewhere that this team has the same amount of points through the first two weeks as the 2017. Is that correct? That's that number's right. And it's scary to think about. And what's even scarier is that look, Brown just got into the fold. They don't really have a tight end right now. They've been rolling with Matt Lacoste, Ryan Izzo, but they're waiting to get Ben Watson back. Obviously he's a bit longer on the tooth, but familiar with this offense. And the Patriots historically start slow. You sort of mentioned that a bit in your intro where, you expect to see New England getting better as the season goes on. And so if you look at that aspect to it and think, could this team actually get better? It is possible when you get 
Brady and Brown with more time together, this receiving group with more time together, when you get guys like Marcus Cannon and maybe eventually Isaiah Wynn back, the two tackles right now that are hurt, the idea of this offense getting better as we get into, say, November, December has to be scary for other teams around the league. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Staying with the wide receivers uh, for a second, it looks like the Jets won't get lucky and miss Antonio Brown this Sunday. Uh, looks like the, obviously, investigation is still ongoing, but now we're at Wednesday, kind of where, where the league kind of makes their decision on if they're going to do anything typically. Um, so it looks like Brown is going to be out there and the Jets won't at least get lucky in that aspect. It does certainly seem that way, right? And Paul, you're exactly right that the league likes to get these decisions done prior Wednesday. Wednesday is usually the big practice and install day for every team around the league, especially except for those, say, playing on Monday night. But with this game set for a Sunday afternoon kickoff, they probably, if they were going to take action, would have done it beforehand. And it is a question mark. And as great as this Patriots wide receiver group looks on paper and looked on film last Sunday, Let's be honest, Antonio Brown, with the situations involving him right now, with the civil lawsuit against him and other allegations that are swirling around him, action could be taken at some point. Things could spiral out of control there. And Josh Gordon, I know most football fans, I think all football fans, want to see him succeed at life and get over the sort of demons that have haunted him throughout his time in the National Football League. But he stepped away from this team last year when it seemed like things were going well because he needed to sort of take some time and reorientate himself. So while his offense looks great right now, 
it could change in a blink of an eye, given the sort of off the field situations with both Brown and Gordon. Yeah. And, and you, like I said, the jets are not going to get lucky. They're going to have Brady with his full arsenal. And like I said, I, this to me feels like the, the, it, the best wide receiver group, not only in the league, but that Brady's ever had. Um, yeah, it oh, does feel that way. Yeah, it does feel that way. And okay, so here we're going to shift a little bit to Tom Brady. Now, um, he showed up on the injury report with a limited calf injury. It always seems like he pops up on the injury report when it's Jets week. Um, clearly the patch should rest him on Sunday. I think that, you know, that might be the <laughs> smartest possible thing. But he's fine, right? He's obviously going to be out there Sunday, no issues. Yeah, there's no issues there. And part of me wonders if this is going to be sort of, now I think some years it's been a shoulder, some years it's been a knee, but he seems to pop up at times early in the year with some sort of injury that's never really an issue, but it allows him to sort of get his snaps and practice managed a bit. Now look, I get, Jets fans, I'm sure you guys would love nothing more right now than to hear that you know, it's Jared Stidham's show on, on Sunday afternoon. I, I totally understand that. But no, I, I think Brady is fine. They're probably going to limit his snaps in, in practice because he, he's seen everything the teams are going to throw at him at this point in his career, year 20 for him. So th- there's not much he needs in terms of practice and game plan prep, but this is probably just the way they're going to handle Brady as they sort of manage his practice time and his snap time and his effort throughout the season. I'm all in favor for Luke Falk versus Jared Stidham. I mean, that's um, quite the sign me up. I mean, if you're a CBS executive, you have to be a little nervous just seeing Brady on the, on the report because you know people might not watch this, but with Tom Brady in this Patriots offense, they might tune in. But if you get Stidham Falk, nobody's watching that. I mean, I probably wouldn't watch that game. And 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 with the way the Jets' defense kind of has been, I mean, like I said, week one secondary struggled. Week two, they were a little bit more formidable, but. If Jared Sidham goes out there and plays well, well, then we've got to start the quarterback controversy, and it's, it's a time to, you know, maybe Bill finally move on from Brady, right? Let's get excited. <laughs> Paul, you say that as a joke, but there are – they're small in number, but there are always those pockets of Patriots fans that start to wonder, Brady misses a throw. Oh, it's, it's time. Now we get got – there's a lot of excitement about Stidham. Now, I don't think anybody's really serious in thinking it's time to make the switch, but – Let's not forget, Bill Belichick historically has been willing to move on from veterans. Now, Tom Brady is in a class by himself. I'd be stunned if it happened. But there are people wondering if, okay, next year they decide, given the way they handled Brady's contract restructure and the basic one-year deal that he's on, in a sense, if we're seeing Tennessee Titan Tom Brady a year from now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm just no, throwing I know. that out there, man. Of course. And, and normally, weeks two to three is kind of where we get the, the national media where, oh, the Patriots are done. Yeah. Brady's looks, you know, Brady Tread, looks, finally looks old. The Trent Dilfer on yeah. Monday night in 2014. Yeah. Let's face it, they're not good anymore after yeah. they get blown out by KC. It's, yeah, it's look, always hilarious because it's, it's always this time of the year when yeah. they start slow, but they haven't done it. Yeah, no, I mean, we saw it last year. They started one and two. They had the two back-to-back losses at Jacksonville, at Detroit, when they looked bad. It looked like they couldn't run the ball. People were calling Sony Michelle a bust. I mean, it, it happens. And there has been, yes, a cottage industry of sorts that have been proclaiming the cliff is here for Tom Brady since 2013, we'll say. You know, people wondering, look, he's done. And eventually they will be right. But I've said this before, I firmly believe at this point, if there's going to be a guy to bet on to at least take farther time the distance, not beat farther time, farther time undefeated, we know that. But Brady's going to be the guy to take him the distance, whether that means he plays till he's 44, 45, beyond that, who knows. But he's done well so far, and he looked good the past two weeks. Unfortunately, it seems like it's not slowing down. 
Um, so with Brady, obviously for a while, um, not only through his tenure of the Patriots, I mean, back, back in the, the first dynasty, obviously the defense uh, was a strong point for them, but usually it's this offense that's the spotlight of the team. Uh, but through the first two games, they've allowed three points to this defense. And like I said earlier, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in New England since 2015. Luke Falk is the starter for the Jets this week, so it's hard to think that that trend's not going to continue for the Jets. Um, you know, obviously hoping that they could put up some points on the board. Uh, the offense with Donald sick week one uh, didn't put up many points. Uh, points were scored by the defense. And last week we finally found a kicker, but we only got three points. Um, talk about what, what's made this defense so good early on. I know they played Miami week two, but, I mean, they've looked dominant in both weeks against the Steelers, obviously, and then the Dolphins. And, and they're led by now coach, former inside linebacker, Gerard Mayo. Yeah, the, the defense has looked fantastic. It's been a, a huge part of their – it was a huge part of their postseason run last year. I mean, when you get to the final four teams, New Orleans and the Rams and the NFC, and then obviously the Chiefs and the Patriots and the AFC, you can make a case that, yeah, the Patriots might have had the worst offense of those four teams left, but they had probably by and far the best defense left. They haven't given up a touchdown since the AFC Championship game, and it's hard to stop Patrick Mahomes and company, although they did enough of that to get to this Super Bowl. What's really allowed, Paul, this defense to be successful, you know, dating back to that and, you know, into the start of this season is the depth and versatility they have at all three levels of the defense. When you're talking about a secondary where you can obviously take Stephon Gilmore and put him on an island with somebody, whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster two weeks ago or, you know, even at times they had him on one of those walk-ins or some other guys against Kansas City and then rotate guys and mix and match guys based on matchups and the best sort of player scheme fit in terms of a coverage basis, whether it's a, a Jonathan Jones on Tyree Kill or, you know, getting guys, some smaller guys, some shiftier guys like a J.C. Jackson on Juju Smith-Schuster who they used against him last year. The versatility and the depth in the secondary gives them options back there. Then you get to the second level. We've got guys like Kyle Van Noy, who has flourished during his time in New England. Jamie Collins and his return to the Patriots and letting him sort of roam a bit. Dante Hightower, Landon Roberts, even Juwan Bentley in the interior of the defense. They've got guys that they can do different things with it on the second level of the defense. They can stop the run with these guys. They can go light, play 3-3-5, 4-2-5 and still stop the run. And even up front, you're seeing guys like Adam Butler and Danny Shelton sort of come into their own as Patriots. Both of them had strong games last week. Michael Bennett, they can manage his snap counts, use him pretty much as a pure pass rusher and get him into some different matchups that they can take advantage of. They love to move him around in sort of their amoeba front where they just have him as the down lineman. Everybody else the two-point stance. It's hard to know who's coming, who's not. And so the depth and the versatility they have at all three levels of the defense gives Mayo and gives Belichick and gives Steve Belichick, who's secondary coach, a lot of options, a lot of different ways to try to attack an opposing offense. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When we look at this team, we'd have to say that the biggest or only weakness for them would probably be the offensive line. Uh, Isaiah Wynn is now out um, with a toe injury. Um, some are saying that it could be, you know, eight weeks. But, you know, with those things, 
especially with the Patriots, guys do end up on IR and then miss the season. Um, obviously, backup center is now playing Karras um, as Andrews is out. So, obviously, like I said, looks like the biggest weakness. Can you kind of go in depth is that maybe the Jets, who are lacking a pass rush right now, maybe can get it going on Sunday? Yeah, and what's interesting, Paul, is they are sort of the Jets right now lacking a pass rush, but they're not lacking for ways to get after the opposing passer. You watch, obviously, week one, while they didn't get home a ton against Josh Allen, they did have a strip sack of him. They did hit him a bunch of times. You know, look, last Monday night, you know, they got after Mayfield a bunch, made him, you know, run for his life a couple of times in that game. Greg Williams has been able to do a couple of different things schematically, whether it's, a, you know, stunts, twists. You know, they've done some, you know, tackle edge tackle end, excuse me, stunts up front. They've done some even more complex stunts where they'll have both you know, three defensive linemen. They'll slant two, say both of them to their right and bring the third, the guy they're slanted towards, all the way and loop him around. They got both Baker and Allen on that kind of move, whether it was a tackle end one or that three-player stunt where the quarterback sees those guys slanted inside, thinks he can escape to the outside, and then you've got that looping guy coming around, and now he's run himself into a potential sack. So, I mean, I've got a piece actually going up on Pat's pulpit tomorrow about some of the stuff they've been able to do. Now, you expect Tom Brady's probably better at handling a pocket than Mayfield and Allen in their respective points in their careers. But at the same time, these stunts, these twists, and the ability they've had to win some one-on-one matchups at times, especially against Quinton Spann in week one, you're going up against guys that you might have two backup tackles. You know, Isaiah Wynn on IR right now, like you said, he's he can come back in after eight weeks, but who knows? Maybe he doesn't. Marcus Cannon, he's limited today in practice on Wednesday, but with a shoulder injury, maybe he can't go. And then you're talking about Cunningham and Illuminor, two guys that they signed or traded for right before training camp ended and preseason ended. So they're still learning the playbook. And there's a lot that goes into the Patriots playbook in terms of protections and adjustments. And there's a lot of stuff that you need to know as an offensive lineman. So that's the one area of this matchup right now that sort of gives me some pause because I do think that Greg Williams can put some pressure packages together. I do think there's a chance here for the Jets to get some pressure on Brady to knock him around a little bit. And this is an offense that wants to be based on timing and rhythm. And if Brady's forced off of his spot or if he's pressured, it throws all of that off. He gets uncomfortable. You know, I saw last year in two games against Buffalo, they knocked him around a bit, made him uncomfortable, and it looked like that passing game could not get the job done. There's a potential for something like that to happen on Sunday if these new offensive tackles struggle a bit. Well, we're going to get close to wrapping everything up here. Obviously, this outcome seems predetermined. It's one of the more lopsided Jets-Patriots games expected uh, in their rivalry. Um, last time I checked the line earlier, it was looking like New England minus 23. Uh, we'll see if that grows before Sunday. Uh, normally what I ask my guests is the three keys to the game for the team that they cover uh, to come out with a victory. But what I'm going to do is, is because it's such an expected victory for the Patriots, I'd like to get your input on the three keys to the game for the Jets to somehow shock the world on Sunday uh, and get their first victory of the season. Yeah, I think if you're going to see the Jets pull off this upset, and look, the number 23, it's big, but divisional game, New York, Boston sort of rivalry, Patriots, Jets sort of rivalry, I I take that number with a grain of salt. I, I If I were to put money down it, I'd probably say the Jets to cover, but again, you know, don't take gambling advice from me, friends. I'll just say that. But if the Jets are going to make this competitive and potentially pull off a win, I think, one, you got to get after Tom Brady. 
You've got to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. You've got to pressure him. You've got to throw off the timing and the rhythm to all the stuff that they do. You've got to confuse him at times. And I know, look, Tom Brady, 20th year in the league. There's not a lot that he hasn't seen before, but show him a couple of different looks that he might not be expected. Make him think a couple of times rather than getting the ball right out of his hands. So you've got to pressure him and make him a little bit uncomfortable. You need a mistake-free game from Luke Fogg. Now, this Patriots defense, they've been opportunistic. Obviously, four picks last week with two pick sixes. You need to find a way to limit turnovers. And part of that means throwing on first down out of, say, 12 personnel, doing some different things, keeping it in manageable situations. Sometimes throw it away. Don't force it when it's not there. And obviously, the third component to that would be you want to get the ground game going. The Patriots, they're good up front. But obviously, the more time that Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon spend on the sidelines, that's time they can't be scoring points on you. So a mistake-free game from the quarterback, get Le'Veon Bell going, get that ground game going, throw some first down stuff in there. So you're throwing on first down and keeping Gerard Mayo guessing and getting after Tom Brady. Those would be the three things I think could be a recipe for a Jets upset on Sunday. And when it comes to a score prediction, uh, the, the final topic, uh, kind of get your perspective and what you think the, the final score is going to be. You know, I think this feels like sort of a 35-17 game, you know, one that you don't really think it's in doubt. But at the same time, it doesn't really get out of control. You know, again, because I do think that this is, there's a familiarity with these teams. They know what they want to do. This Jets defense has the potential to do some things that will frustrate Brady and sort of take him out of rhythm. So I do think that while the Patriots win, I don't think it's going to be the blowout that maybe people are expecting. So I'm going to go with, say, 35-17. I'm actually going to go with 34-13. I think that Le'Veon Bell has shown uh, that he hasn't have any, he doesn't have any rust uh, when it comes to taking a full season off. Um, I do think that the Jets do break their drought in, in New England in Gillette Stadium and they do score a touchdown. Uh, but obviously, New England is too much for them. Uh, and, and, and that'll be the, my prediction for the final score. Um, so, Mark, I want to thank you for joining me. Let everyone know where they can, they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can listen to you, read you, and everything. Well, Paul, thanks so much for having me on. It was a blast. Hopefully we can do this again in a couple of weeks when these teams see the field again. As people want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Schofield. I do work for a bunch of places inside the pylon, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, and a couple of different SB Nation websites, including Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Sco Show with Michael Kist, and Pat's Pulp, where I do some film work, as well as host the Sco Show. Uh, again, Mark, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Hey, that was perfect. Thank you. It was uh, just enough time and we covered a ton. So I appreciate that. Oh, Paul, thanks so much for having me on. And I had a blast. And, you know, anytime you want to talk quarterbacks, Pats, whatever, feel free Absolutely. to hit me and, up. And, and we'll definitely do uh, a show when they meet in a couple of weeks again, for sure. Sounds great. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks so much. And again, that was Mark Schofield. Uh, pleasure having him on with me this evening. Uh, just to wrap everything up, just wanted to remind everybody, following my, me on Twitter, uh, listening to this podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Pauly, P-A-U-L-I-E underscore B-R-U-Z. Uh, I'm always ready to interact. Uh, say a prayer for me on Sunday. Obviously, like I mentioned, my, my wife is a Patriots fan, uh, and Sundays against them or Sundays in general are always difficult. So um, and with that being said, we'll see you next week. Uh, during the bye week, uh, I've got a, a show ready to be lined up, and we'll make an announcement on that. Uh, when the time presents itself. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Play Like a Jet Presents. Prepare for takeoff with Pauly Brzez. 
Just wanted to remind you real quick that fantasy football season is here, and this season there are more ways to win than ever because FanDuel's got more ways to win cash prizes and once-in-a-lifetime experience during every single game every week. I know what you're thinking, but I've never played with FanDuel before. That's actually good because new users get 20 bucks in site credit if they deposit 20 bucks in a FanDuel Daily Fantasy League, which, by the way, I like way better than a season-long league because it gets boring. You have the same players. Yeah, you can tinker with the roster here and there, but this way you get a brand-new team every single week, and injuries and underachievers don't screw up your entire season. Sign up now for FanDuel and get 20 bucks in total bonus. Just make your first deposit of 20 to get started. And you'll get an extra five bucks in site credit every week for four weeks. Go to fanduel.com slash DFS fantasy or download the FanDuel app. Don't forget about all the great programs that turn on the Jets digital, including TOJ Film Room with Joe Blewett. You can check that out on our YouTube channel, Turn on the Jets TV. The Turn on the Jets podcast with Joe Caparoso, Cool Your Jets with Michael Nania and Ben Blessington, and then all the great shows that you get every single day right here on the Play Like a Jet feed. Mondays, it's going to be the post-game report with Matt Stipulkowski of New Jersey, Advanced Media, and NJ.com. Tuesdays, you're going to get There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett, Travis Milton, and Josh Conrad. Wednesdays, it'll be the midweek report with Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News. That's going to be a lot of fun. Thursdays, this show, prepare for takeoff as Pauly Brzez will get you ready for the upcoming matchup by interviewing somebody who covers the opposing team and picking their brain to get you all the relevant info that you need to be ready for that matchup on Sunday. Friday, the return of XNO Quick Hits with Joe Blewett, the host of TOJ Film Room, breaking down in short form the film from the previous week's matchup. I like to say it's sort of a Cliff Notes version of the film show that's on YouTube. You still want to watch the film show, but this is a good way to get a bite-sized version of what Joe does on that two- to three-hour film show where he breaks everything down in video form. Saturdays, we will have a full pregame report with the very big deal Chris Nimbley, as well as Weather with Ed Valley, and we'll look at the injury report with 35-year orthopedic surgeon Dr. Steven Stoller. Then on Sunday, we'll get you ready for the game with a game day morning mailbag. We'll post that up probably around 5, 6 in the morning. So it's perfect to listen to while you're having your coffee in the morning, having a little breakfast before the game. Or if you're out tailgating in the parking lot, perfect for that too. You pop on the pregame on Saturday and then Sunday morning right before the game, you get yourself some game day mailbag questions. Thank you so much for listening to Prepare for Takeoff. Don't forget to follow Paulie on Twitter at Paulie underscore B-R-U-Z. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. It's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.